Uh, Matthew, hey. Hey, Corey. Welcome here. Uh, welcome to my office. Thank you. Uh, and hey, North Langley, uh, it's good to uh, to be back. I know, I think last podcast we said we were going to do this next week and we didn't. We were not, we weren't honest about that. No. Well, I guess it wasn't dishonest. We didn't know. It was naivety. Uh, but here we are. It's two weeks later, so yes. we're okay. Um, digitology, number two. Uh, but hey, Matthew, we should talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that is my third Corey's just collecting his thoughts. <laughs> I'm just like, where am I right now? Uh, is this all real? Is this happening? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Uh, it does make me think about the book that I'm reading, but I, I don't need to go into that. Um, people are about to switch to another, another <laughs> podcast. Yeah, are you supposed like, to capture people oh, in like okay, 30 we, seconds? <laughs> we were wondering if we should listen to After Sunday or this other Man, podcast. Yeah. You sabotage your first 30 seconds. You can't do that. Okay. All right. Matthew, how are you? How are things? Things are good. Yeah. Um, yeah, things are good, and I, um, I for everyone, uh, just to let you know, we were just chatting about food, and Corey yes. has told me that he is into pho. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, Matthew, it's pronounced fa. We learned this. All the cool people pronounce yeah. it fa. <laughs> no, no. What happened was... If it was we, fa, it would have an A. P-H-A. I, no, no, I know. I know. Totally. Oh, John, okay. John Otto is phoning me again. Seriously, they keep calling me, trying to like get us to like sell our vehicle uh, anyway, sorry I'm hey everybody we're on a we're doing a podcast <laughs> on digitology funny. yes sorry. and how our how our phones are a distraction and Corey literally <laughs> is distracted by his I phone <laughs> it's like who keeps texting me okay sorry um no fa um so okay you know sherry and i are almost i i don't even like saying this because i feel so old but we're almost um empty nesters right you know this so um it's uh we just find that we're eating out a lot. This is the thing. Mm. So we're, because it's like, you know, it's not as motivating, right? When you're like, you're not making food for five or four or even three. Now it's like we're making food for two of us. And we're like, well, we could, or <laughs> we could pay a little more, not that much more, and go have someone make it for us. And it's have so good. Have some fa. Have some fa. So the thing is, we went, we have this restaurant near us that we love, and it's called, um, uh, uh, Naomi's and it's uh, you should check it out we it's it's the best it's near our house so we go there we literally go there like probably average 1.5 times a week I think we go there really really often and we don't get sick of it so but there is this uh, yeah our we we know the there's this Vietnamese waitress and she's like uh, she's just great she knows us and we, do, we don't even order anymore it's kind of funny we're like regulars it's kind of like cheers we just show up and they're like oh take a seat and she's like just the usual we're like yes please and she brings oh, us yeah it's the really, usual yeah the usual That's the best. I know we're we're those people so <laughs> But we asked her, I'm like, is it pronounced like pho or fa? And she's like, it's fa. And I'm like, okay. So now I tried. I know, but you feel a little um, pretentious, you know, yeah. like with people. But just like with Henry Nouwen, you say it's, it's actually Henri Nouwen. It's like, oh, <laughs> exactly. right. Yeah, so, yeah. Or people who like say the name of the country, like like I grew up in Colombia, but people are like, you know, Colombia. <laughs> totally or like a french accent i know exactly i feel like there's a few listeners right now i was um uh flying into uh paris uh <laughs> and it was a direct flight from montreal yeah <laughs> right. went to uh, guadalajara yeah <laughs> okay uh yeah which i don't i just i know that if i do it if i try to do it properly which that probably is properly right i just butcher it every time so i just don't i just say guadalajara <laughs> anyways okay do you know do you know the city amarillo in no, Texas, in no. Amarillo, Texas. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, I've heard of it. Okay, I've heard of it. Come on, Corey. Okay, I haven't heard of it. Oh no, <laughs> just like Amarillo, Texas. It's amarillo. Oh, that's yellow. Is that how you'd pronounce it? No, but if oh. you say it that way, people think you're weird. Oh, yeah. oh I was just driving through amarillo. <laughs> so right. Amarillo. Amar. <laughs> yeah, I guess. What well, is how? What is that actually the proper pronunciation? Amarillo, whatever. Amarillo. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So people in Texas would actually say it that they would say it that way. No, no, no. People oh. in Texas say Amarillo. Oh, so so who so who who are these people that are saying it the right way? Is what I want to know. And who decided? Because if no one's saying it that way, then it you know you just kind of anyways. See, guys, this I is why I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> this is why you tune in to the After Sunday podcast for this kind of rich dialogue. Well, listen. Okay. We're all gonna head to Naomi's and we're gonna order some pho. It's okay. Here's what you do: is that you get the um, the rare strip loin pho. And you get the spring rolls. They have the best, excuse me, the best spring rolls I've ever had. Really? Yep. So good. Okay. And it's not crazy expensive. It's actually really reasonably priced, and uh, we love it. So good. Now, just to uh, go a minute too long yes, with yep. this topic. That's what we do. Is it fa, like with a U or an A? I think it's an A. Fa. 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 So it's spelled with an O. Dory me fa. But say, 
do re fa sol la ti do yeah which is i think what it's actually named after if i'm not mistaken <laughs> nope that's not right <laughs> okay okay here we are yes digitology right. matthew we are in we're actually this coming sunday is our last week yes and this last sunday we had our third week of it is that right that's right yeah 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 okay so uh so we're gonna have two more podcasts on digitology so this is our second to last one and um my initial thought though that i wanted to start off with yeah. is just me feeling like these last like I've already written the sermon for the final week, so so right. I've just been thinking about the 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 series, and I'm. I guess I was starting to feel a little bit like the series lacked, like, a real meat, like um, like a de- like a like a real depth. Mm, right. Um, like I'm feeling like I don't want the series to become, hey, ten nice tips on how to, you know, have your best life now. Because right, I think right, of right. like Joel Osteen, you know, the pastor in yeah. Houston, Your Best Life Now. Isn't yeah. that the name of his book? <laughs> yeah, um, I think so. Something like that. Okay. You don't, you're not like, a fan? You're not a fan of Joel Osteen? Or he, maybe how about you? I think the Lord loves him. Yeah. You're not a fan deeply. of his teaching. Maybe. No. Yeah. No, no. Gotcha. Okay. Like, I just feel like it certain, it can feel like light, like, um, like, like you're in the grocery aisle and you pick up a magazine that gives you, you know, 10 tips for how to better your life. Right. I'm, I feel like the series that we're in could lean that way hmm, right. rather than like a really like I'm already thinking about going back into Luke and like in a number of weeks we're going to look at the demoniac story where hmm. where Jesus frees a man from demons and it's like light piercing the darkness and there's freedom hmm. and there's like right. and then you just think of the cross where Jesus defeated the powers of darkness and evil and it's just heavy and it's big and it's freedom and it's like powerful and then this is like hey have you ever decided have you ever thought about putting <coughs> your phone away when you go to bed, <laughs> you know? Yes. And I'm just like, oh. Okay, okay, but Matthew, here's the thing. I, like, like I hear what you're saying, for sure, and I get that. I, like, I get it's a topical thing, and it's, but I also feel a couple thoughts. Like, number one, I feel like this, these are the waters that we're swimming in, first of all. Mm-hmm. Like, we really are. This is like, this is, it's all around us. We all, I think we all have some sort of a wrestle with social media, with devices. It's just the world that we're in now, right? So I think it's like, well, this is, it's like, sure, we could pretend, that it doesn't exist, but it does exist, and we all are affected by it. And I think mm-hmm. many of us are affected, like our mental health is affected by it, clearly, right? Statistics are pretty clear on that. Um, and the other side of it, too, I guess I feel like sometimes, I think it's also good to be reminded, like I feel like some of us are really geared towards the heavier, you know, getting into the theology, into the scripture, and you know, like really kind of the, the meat and potatoes, as you're saying, the, the doctrine, the dogma, you know, whatever, like, and that's really good, and we need that. And I think there's probably a lot of people that are like, yeah, I'm not like, I actually really like, this is practical. This feels like you're, you're, Mm. you're talking like about my today, this morning and this afternoon and tomorrow morning, you know, like it's right. As opposed to, you know, like, like sometimes the more exegetical where you're like, you know, examining the Greek and the, you know, you're getting really into it, which is awesome. It's, it's like a different kind of, uh, I feel like not everyone is always kind of ready. Like, I think people are very willing and wanting to go there, but they're not always in that space where they're going to quickly be like, okay, so how does that now apply to my life? Something like this is like, boom, it's like, oh my goodness, yes, this is so right now. Like, this is my life. And mm. it's, I don't feel like it's like a, your best life now. I feel like it's much more of a, like Jesus wants us to have abundant life. And he's not talking about the Joel Olstein version of abundant life, we don't think. You know, as far as like lots of money and health and wealth. You know, I think it's it's like, no, I think he, I think Jesus really wants us to be living in a way that is healthy um, with, uh, with clear boundaries around our identity who we are in christ and yeah. what it means to live well here on earth and yeah this is this is really important i think it's really important totally and you're right and 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 one of the things that i've said to myself was like i've been preaching at north langley for uh 10 years no it's got to be something yeah like that. 10 years yeah, yeah, yeah and i thought in 10 years 10 years times 52 sermons, <laughs> hmm. over 500 sermons. If I never address the digital age, that would be weird. Yeah, totally. Also, like, like if you think of like, uh, like if you have the long-term view, yeah. if, if you never talked about how we deal with technology and digital devices, it would feel like a, a, la- a lack. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. It'd be kind of like head in the sand a little bit, maybe. Right. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I feel better. Okay, good. I'm glad Thank we had you. a little chat. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> 
Um, hey, uh, one funny thing I found, I just wanted to, uh, I didn't know where to put this in the series. So that's what After Sunday podcasts are for. That's exactly right. This We're is like why. the junk drawer yeah. of the sermon. Right, capital J though. <laughs> Am I right? That's right. <laughs> um, so one thing I didn't know where to fit, but it was it was interesting um, uh, just to think of previous generations and how they understood, like when a new technology came along, hmm. how there was fear. Like right. oh, yeah. people wrote about like a panic. Yes. And I want to just read this quote and then um, and then if you're listening to this podcast, you can just kind of guess as to what you think this is written about. So this is the American Journal of Psychiatry. And here's the quote. Parents have become aware of a puzzling change in the behavior patterns of their children. They cannot lock out this intruder because it has gained an invincible hold on their children or of their children. <laughs> and uh, that sounds like it could be social media. Totally. Yeah. Or totally. phones or yeah. something like that. The internet. Yeah. But if I told you the date was 1936, it's actually about the radio. Hmm. And uh, this was an article in the American Journal of Psychiatry. And it just is a reminder that there's always been a panic about new things. And we really don't want to panic or demonize technology. Yes. Um, and again, we're just asking that question. How can we use these tools in in, in a healthy way? Yeah. But uh, I thought that was just hilarious that it was about the radio. So funny. It's a, it's yeah. a really good reminder because I, I, I remember... I have a few moments when I think about the past and I think about like yeah, kind of new things coming in, like MySpace. Yes. I remember when MySpace and I remember like Christians being very like, this is like, this yeah. could be a huge disaster and like really mm. lots of like. Who was, who was the friend that was everyone's friend on MySpace? Remember there was one guy. He was always your first friend on MySpace. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember this. No? No. I, in fact, I didn't have a MySpace page. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't. I don't okay. know. I'm not even sure why I didn't. But I didn't. I didn't really get on the the wagon. I was, okay. I've heard all about it, but I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not yeah. really into it. But I had friends that were. Yeah. But so, anyways, but yeah, I remember that, and I remember being like, really, is this? I just, I was kind of like, do we? Are we? Should we be scared of this? It's, I don't know. But then the other one was when I think with the, I think it was with it must have been iPhones, smartphones, and this is kind of vague, but I do remember the fear around the fact that you could videotape, like video, video record, video record from your phone. I remember, oh, like, I remember that being like, and people saying like, apparently this, like there's new, there, like the stuff they're working on is where you can actually record from your phone. Like you can video record from your phone. And I remember being like, it was, it felt really groundbreaking at the time. Cause usually you have right. like a big camera or like a, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like this idea. And it, so of course people were, the concerns were legitimate. Cause they're like, you can record and no one would know you're recording. Cause you could just walk right. around with your phone and you're recording. You right, know? right, right. Now, right. I mean, everyone yeah. knows that it's like a, but yeah, I totally remember there was so much like kind of almost, yeah, almost panic about that. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. Radio. There you go. Um, well, so this past Sunday we focused on noise and distraction and uh, a call to the quiet place um, to spend time with God and, and to, um, to enjoy silence with him and prayer. And we looked at Mark chapter one, <clears throat> when Jesus went to a quiet place, he got away from the, what, what we called the constant drip feed of requests coming his direction. And uh, so this past Sunday, we were just kind of anchored in that idea that, that, that the digital age can be quite noisy, can offer lots of distractions, <laughs> but Jesus is calling us away um, and giving us a pattern for how to how to get away and to spend time with the Father, and so that that's kind of a summary of Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, but there were a few things that I didn't get a chance to fit into the into the sermon, so I wanted to talk about some of those things. And all these are going to be anchored in noise and distraction. The okay. idea of trying to find a quiet place yep. uh, from the noise and the distraction. It's good. Um, so <clears throat> it's interesting. Lewis in his book uh, "Surprised by Joy." C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis. Sorry. Yeah, not yeah. Lewis Carroll. Good point. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. In Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So C.S. Lewis, yeah, in his book, Surprised by Joy, um, introduces the concept of chronological snobbery. Hmm. Right. And, and this idea is that if something is current or new, it's inherently better than what came before it. Now, Lewis doesn't like chronological snobbery, right? right? Yes. Um, so, so whether it's a new idea or a tool or whatever it is, um, he, his point that he was making is just that, that we have this kind of superiority because we think when something new comes around, um, you know, it's everything about it is, is better, but he's saying that, that there's actually, um, 
good things that might be pushed away, like mm-hmm. by the new. So the new comes, but there could be something good, true, and beautiful that's actually pushed out because the new comes. Um, and so just because it's new doesn't necessarily mean it's better. Um, some things might be much better, but we also have to think about what was pushed aside or pushed away. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about screens in the digital age, um, it does give us new abilities, but it's pushed things like silence away mm-hmm. or it's pushed boredom away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so just, I want to focus on those two things. Like, yes, so much good from the digital age, but it has pushed away silence and boredom. And I thought, I was just thinking about silence and boredom are two really important parts of our lives, actually. And I don't think I would have said it before, you know, uh, especially boredom, right? Like, oh my God. But, you know, Robbie picked up on this point a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. in his sermon in talking about boredom. But there's spaces, almost like margin to think. So, yeah, what do you think? Yep, no, totally. And in fact, it's funny because I mentioned it in my welcome i think the boredom thing and then and then later robbie mentioned it in his service so i was like oh I, I we should have connected and then we did the same thing in the second service oh yeah nice. it's kind of funny but yeah, it was yeah. like but i i've said that to my kids lots i've just been like you like i agree with you totally it's that you guys have lost the gift of of being bored you've lost mm-hmm. the gift of boredom even though i again i would never have thought that like just even thinking of something as simple as driving to grandma's house when i was a kid to grand prairie which was like a seven eight hour drive from where we lived and it's like we didn't have we didn't have a like any kind of video console in there to watch. We didn't have phones to look at or play games or it's like you could read for a while, but I would get kind of car sick. So for the most part, honestly, it was kind of daydreaming, looking out the window, watching the fields go by. Like, you know, and it was mm-hmm. and I I think I think it's true. Like I remember, actually it's C. S. Lewis. I remember him I forget which book it was, but he wrote about he was lamenting the automobile, like the invention of the automobile. When did he when was do you remember he was born? Like yeah, I know he was in the like he died in, he actually died the same day that John F. Kennedy died. 1963 yeah, or something. Yeah, 63. He died the yeah. same day that J- yeah. JFK died. And, but he, so he, yeah, I remember him saying that, or writing that, uh, yeah, now instead of this convenience of the automobile, he said, now I don't have the joy of walking to my neighbor's house, who's a few miles away, you know, and hearing the, the crunch of the rocks under my feet and hearing the, hmm. the insects buzzing and the right. birds singing and the wind blowing through the wheat. And, you know, like, and he was like, I've, there's something that has been lost here. And I, hmm. I, I think it's true. And for me, I actually, it's, I've, it has now, it's become a discipline for me personally, to be creative, actually, if I'm trying to, like, you know, if I'm doing lots of piano writing on the side, which I really love doing, I, I actually have to be disciplined about saying I'm going to go for a walk and I'm, I have to leave my my phone at home, even though I want to listen to, like, there's lots of good things. I want to hear sure. a podcast or music or, but it's like, and I find that when I do that, I really do within, you know, 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be so, co- I should totally, you know, and you start thinking creatively and excited and you're like, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, we don't have this opportunity anymore. There's yeah. never, there's never a need to be bored again. No, like totally. We, we have, we have so much at our disposal and that's, yeah, nope. That's, and that's never good. a need for there to be silence either. Totally. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. True. So, so interesting. I, I, <clears throat> building on that, um, I like this little, this little quote, um, and, and it uses the term frenetic shallowness, hmm. Um, And the quote is uh, from Cal Newport in his book, Deep Work. And he writes this. He says, spend enough time in a state of frenetic shallowness and you permanently reduce your capacity to perform deep work. Yeah. Deep work. Yeah. And uh, social media, video games, um, just browsing the Internet, playing with your cell phone, whatever. It there's an endless opportunity for this frenetic shallowness. So you're always kind of just like. I imagine like a rock skipping on the surface, Mm, you know, when you throw a rock into a river, it's just like ding, ding, ding off the surface. And you're never doing the deep work and it could be deep soul work, but it could actually be doing the deep work of your creative craft and, and, and getting, you know, um, and one final point on that, Aldous Huxley in his novel, brave new world, he describes a future where the public was oppressed, but they, they were pressed by their addiction to amusement. Hmm. Hmm. He said, so the future, um, Orwell, George Orwell in 1984 said they'd be oppressed by something completely different. I can't remember off the top of my head. It was like the state or surveillance state or, or power. I don't know what it was. Hmm. It was hmm. something completely different. But Aldous Huxley, I think, was right. He said, actually, the future, the public is oppressed by their addiction to amusement. Yeah. And yeah. so they're just they're just 
like surface, frenetic shallowness, and we, we, we've lost the ability to do deep work. Yeah, no, I recognize that for sure. I've definitely had those moments where I'm like, you know, where I'm like, uh, I've spent too long just scrolling through Instagram or Facebook, you know, and, and you just kind of feel like, yeah, I don't, I don't have, like my brain is not thinking at a deep level right now. And I, and, and I, so it actually can be, it, you know, sometimes I've been like, oh shoot, I hope, I hope this is not taking any sort of <laughs> permanent effect, you know, and, and reading again, like reading is now more of a discipline because again, it's like, well, there's a lot easier things to do than read. You could just go and look at pictures, you know, scroll through your, what again, Facebook or social media, Twitter, whatever, and have little sound bites that you can get back to. What you said there reminded me of the movie, um, Wally. Remember oh, Wally? Oh yes. And that, and the, uh, <laughs> they're all like on the big ship there, and they're they have everything at their disposal, and they're yeah. all these kind of massive blobs sitting on there, and yeah. they can just all they have to do is move their thumbs to get like you know <laughs> to totally. get whatever they need food. It's kind of a, a gross picture, and you're like, oof, that's. And then, <laughs> then the one falls over. Like one, they have like an emergency because one of them falls over, and then everyone comes over and quickly like kind of picks them up and gets them back because they can't actually do anything anymore. Oh my goodness, it's really depressing. But okay, yeah. here's the thing though, Matthew. I know, and I, I feel like me. I just it is true. I guess, and I know we'll probably. I'm sure we're going to balance this out. I, I also you're going to balance it out. I'm, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> because it isn't. It wouldn't be correct at all to just to only say. Again, I know we've been saying this all along. Only say the negatives. Like there's, there are so many positives, and it's true. Like unchecked, everything we're saying is true, right? Unchecked. Yes. Uh, which is like, I mean, in some ways, that's the story of our lives, right? That that's the story of being human in a lot of ways, right? Like good things can become really bad things. Mm-hmm. <coughs> when they become ultimate things, right? That's sort of what idols are, right? In a sense, yes. that's what Tim Keller would say. So I guess I just feel like I, what I do, what I, I just hate what I hate so much. And I think I could use the word hate. I know my mom always said, when you say hate, it means you wish they were in hell. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know if I wish that hate is hellish. Uh, okay, forget that. Um, okay, so I hate though. <laughs> I do hate um, the idea of like, it's like when we take an idea and we see that there's harm in it, so then we jump to the far extreme and say, so therefore it's terrible and we should get rid of it all and we should it should never have been brought into you know circulation, et cetera, et cetera. I always just feel like there's it just we're so tempted. It seems like we're so tempted to do zero or a hundred all the time. And I it's just like it drives me nuts. Whether and honestly, COVID, like you know, you can name anything, right? It's like it's uh like politics, right? It's like either you are you know, you're you're on my team, or you're an enemy, an absolute enemy, right? Or right. or COVID. Either you, either you are you're fully, fully in with everything, and you're like 100. percent I check everything off, and it's like mandates, etc. Or you're like a like you're like a redneck, and you're like you know you don't care about science, and you hate you know. It's like no, there's like there are so many people that are wrestling, maybe on either side of the of center, but it's just anyway. Sorry, my point is just that I I I guess I don't love the idea of saying so. Therefore, and I know you're not saying this, we should just man, we were just way better off before any of this happened. I think it's, I, I almost think it's not even worth saying it because like, well, whatever. It's like, sure, maybe. I don't think so. It's like, this is, it is what it is. Mm. And the key maybe is just like, don't leave these things unchecked. Like, let's be thought, which is what we're doing the series about, right? Let's be thoughtful yes. about, about how we look at our devices, how we entertain ourselves, how mm-hmm. we, how much time we spend entertaining ourselves. Maybe that was mm-hmm. never really an issue before in our life. Like, you know, it wasn't, we didn't have the option of endless entertainment before. No. You know, maybe if you had cable TV, you know, that was like the big entertainment. It's like, man, my friends had cable TV and I didn't. Mm -hmm. So they had like 14 channels available to them. You know what I mean? And now it's like, anyways, sorry, that was kind of a rant, but. No, I I hear you. I think what I'm just wanting to, to, to warn myself (laughs) is that the, the noise and the distraction loses, keeps me from doing deep work. And I've noticed, like, let's say in my world of studying the Bible, it requires so much deep work. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm not able to do what I really want to do when it comes to the Bible. Like the Bible is endless. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like the an endless, an endless adventure is what I mean. Mm-hmm. A, a beautiful, endless adventure that people devote like decades and decades of deep work of their lives into certain things into certain passages of scripture, into certain books of the Bible, uh, you know, how to understand scripture. And I just want, I want to be someone who is not like just, just pinging off the surface of things, Mm, but that I'm actually going, actually, this requires like time and patience and slowing down and not like, it'd be very easy for me as a pastor to just hop to like, 
the recent Christianity Today articles or the right. recent update yeah. on certain things. And then, you know, just kind of like, uh, uh, you know, worried about whatever the distraction might be. Anyway, I can't even think of any right now. But the, but the point is, it's like, but do I actually have solid blocks of time where I'm in a text and I'm actually just enjoying the deep richness of that text? Mm, yeah. Because it's easy to preach a sermon on in a shallow way, like just go, oh, the basic meaning of this text is, you know, yeah, this, right, you sure. know, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. But it's like, but if what if you spent time with that and actually realized the the richness? I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I, I think not worried. Worried's not the right word, but I, I do. I'm I want us to be cautious about losing that ability. Totally. Yeah. Anyway. No, I, I agree for sure. I think I'm just, yeah, for me, it's more just like maybe because it, it is such a, it feels like such a common thing to to throw the baby out with the yes. bathwater, right? Yes. I think we've said baby and bathwater on every <laughs> podcast. <Exactly>. So, <laughs> just leave the baby alone. Like chuck the bathwater open, leave the baby up. Okay. Hey, speaking of water. Yeah. Did you know that we have the attention span of a goldfish? Mm, Corey? This is true. Kevin McSpadden, writing for Time Magazine in 2015, said this. He said the average attention span for the notoriously ill-focused goldfish is nine seconds. But according to a new study from Microsoft, people now generally lose concentration after eight seconds, highlighting the effects of an increasingly digitalized lifestyle on the brain. Researching researchers in Canada surveyed 2,000 participants and studied the brain activity of 112 others using, big word here, electroencephalograms or EEGs. Microsoft found that since the year 2000, or about when the mobile revolution began, the average attention span dropped from 12 seconds to eight seconds. And I just want to let everyone know that seven, that this data here is seven years old. That was from Time Magazine in 2015. So Microsoft amongst Canadians found that our attention span dropped a full four seconds hmm. from 12 seconds to eight. And the goldfish has an attention span of nine seconds. So, okay, what, sorry, what were you saying again? <laughs> get it? I oh, like, I totally oh, get man. it. That's a good one. That's crazy. 12 seconds. Okay, that seems really, I mean, it, it, I guess it makes sense. Distractibility. Like 12 seconds, though. Like, I didn't know it was that short. I always think, you know, because we talked, we, you and I always argue about how long a sermon should be. <laughs> and you're like, why are you arguing how long my sermon should be? Um, you know, but like, which, you know, you usually say like TED Talks, you know, they're 20 minutes and people, it's like no more, any more than that and people's right. attention span, you know. But 12 seconds, that's crazy. Or eight seconds. That's like, uh, I, it kind of makes sense. I, I do, again, I sense this in myself. When I'm sitting down to read, I will often like, you know, it's it's a few, I mean, for me, it's often a few minutes and I'll suddenly be like, oh, I'm just going to check, you know, see if I got a text to see if that person got back to me or if I got that email or, you know, whatever. And right. I'll, it's like, it's so tempting to do that. But yeah, I didn't know it was that short. So we're like, yeah, we're like, we're hanging out with the goldfish as far as our time is spent. <laughs> It's good. Every nine seconds, he sees the, the little castle and his goldfish he's like, thing, and he's like, ooh, <laughs> castle. What is this? What is this? <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, here's my second big thought. Um, eliminating noise and distraction, I think, is a physical exercise or task. Hmm. So what would it look like for us to center our homes uh, this, that the center of our homes would be as, here's my key phrase, as screen-free as possible. Hmm. So um, Andy Crouch in his book, TechWise Family, says this. He said, homes need a center. And the best things to put in the center of our homes are engaging things, things that require attention, reward skill, and draw us together. Where in your home do you spend the most time as a family? And so he said, try to get, Try to think about the center of your home. Like, um, I've been to your home, and you have a Corey has a grand piano mm. in his home, mm -hmm. right? So right. there's a True. there's a piano there. Yep. Some people might have a guitar. Yeah. Some people might have a fireplace. Yeah. Um, for some, the center of their home might be actually the kitchen island. Right. And so there are, you know, or maybe like in your living room, you have a stack of board games or right. something like yeah, that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but if the center of your home is a flat screen TV, hmm. like his point is that that will actually change the dynamic of your family. Like hmm. you, it's just natural. Like if you have to go to a different room to watch television, yeah, 
and you have to actually leave the the center of your home, then it's like it says something different than the screen being like even let's say some some might have a screen in their kitchen, right? right. So then yeah. you're like, well, actually, that's a place where lots of life happens. We're cooking together. We're talking about the day. But if there's an iPad sitting right there, then it will draw. It will you'll want. Uh, you will be drawn to that iPad <laughs> right. rather than the conversation that's happening. And so, hmm. so yeah, it, it's a, it's, it's kind of, I started thinking about our, our home and by the way, I just want to say like, um, uh, Tanya and I have, um, I feel like this is happening in our home, but by default, by accident. So I'm not trying to say like, oh, we're doing this well, but, right, right, yeah, but yeah. I'll just say like there, there, there was something when I looked at my phone habits, mm -hmm. it was not good hmm. in my life. Right. But when I looked at how our, our home was set up, I was like, oh, okay, no, I think, I think I like this. Like, right. I think this is yeah, okay. Yeah. And one of the things, um, that, that we've made is that is our TV is downstairs. Mm, I recognize yeah. not everyone has a downstairs. Not right. everyone has another room. So I'm just saying there are limits to what I'm saying here, Yeah. but like it is downstairs and, um, our living room and dining room and kitchen area that uh, there's there's we don't have an iPad, and and so the the thing would be the phone, right? Like right, that's right, the yeah. thing that for me was was distracting. Yeah. But it's been fun, and I again I know our three kids are little, so there's a whole dynamic that we're not dealing with. But yeah. like the, currently, what they do is when they watch TV, they watch a show together. Mm. So they all run downstairs, mm -hmm. and they have to t decide amongst themselves after right. much fighting yes, which yeah. one show they're mm -hmm. going to watch. Yeah. They watch it together. They have fun, and then they, <coughs> they turn it off, and then they have to run back upstairs to be with family life. Right. So for us right now, again, I know these are small problems, little people. Yeah, yeah. It's not as complex as your life when you've had teenagers and young adults. But I just I like it right now, mm -hmm. <laughs> and our kids don't have iPads, and you know, Tony and I don't have a TV in our room, um, so there's their rooms are their rooms are currently technology free mm -hmm. so 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 anyway so all all that to say like the center i i, I would like to keep that going personally like yeah. i'd love to find a way for either ipads or tvs or whatever not to be in that main living area yeah. i recognize as i say all this i could sound like a massive pharisee in terms of dictating yeah. the details yeah, of yeah. someone's life. <laughs> exactly. So maybe you're ready to say that to me, but I, no. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on literally the physical organizing of your living space and how it contributes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. We definitely have a TV in our living room. Um, so, mm -hmm. it's, so, so yeah. I only noticed the grand piano. Yeah, exactly. See, there you go. Yeah. The, no, we have both. And we also have a okay. massive bookshelf with tons and tons of books. Sure. So it's like we have those three things. Plus we have um, couches and we have um, nice, really comfortable chairs and lamps. And, you know, so, so I, yeah, I, I, I totally hear you. In fact, when we were, when our kids were younger, we did the exact same thing that you're talking about. We, uh, our TV was downstairs. Mm. And then at some point when they, I don't know when it, it was a number of years ago that we did, were like, you know what, let's put a TV, let's put a TV in the living room. Let's do mm. that. I don't think we ever like, yeah, I don't, I, I think I kind of feel like it's, again, it kind of boils down to like, I, I'm not necessarily convinced that, that this is the right way or there's a wrong way. Like, I think what you're doing sounds like it makes a lot of sense for you guys. And it, and it makes a lot of sense if that's like a number one priority and you're really being, you know, diligent about it i guess maybe as you're for me i think for us as our kids got older it's almost like you've got like this tight rope and your whole and, and when they're young you've got them really close and the rope is really taut and as they get older like you're slowly letting the rope sure. kind of you know go through your hands and loosen sure. up and so that, you know um so we have yeah we have a tv downstairs we have a tv actually we do have a tv in our room sharon and i love watching <laughs> i know that we're like this goes against Pretty much everything you just said, but sure, <laughs> sure, I love. And you're watching. eating out all the time. I we love this. Exactly. I love your life. <laughs> I love my life. Actually, I do kind of love my life. So oh, good. Um, yeah. So we do. We almost every night we will watch. We we have you know, shows that we're watching. We'll yeah. watch like uh, some TV before we go to bed. I know. I will say. I know that they. You know, there's those studies that say like you will sleep better if you don't watch TV directly before you go to bed. But we both sleep pretty good. Anyways, whatever. So we break the rules and we're we're kind of happy doing. Yeah. It. <laughs> but fair, I fair do, enough. Yeah. I do feel as though. Like, I, again, for me, it's all about in being in check. And, and we're definitely, we both are like, yeah, we should, you know, we should be reading more. Let's do this less. And so, but I guess I would just say it's, maybe it's not quite as simple as, like, because I do play the piano a lot. We actually don't watch the TV a ton in our main room. Um, we do some, but I would say I, we have the piano there. We, I would probably read more than I watch that TV in that room. Um, you know, so I, yeah, I, I do get what you're saying for sure. And 
I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where to land that exactly, but I don't. That's I, why we're like, doing this podcast together. That's why we're doing this podcast together. Yeah, it's not. I would say it. I wouldn't necessarily. I wouldn't say that it's it's an unhealthy thing the way the Allsteads have their house laid out. I know you're not saying that either, but I would be like, and I think it sounds like a really healthy thing the way the prices have their their home laid out. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, but it yeah. doesn't mean like it has to be one or the other. I feel like it's like yeah, it's, we're in a different stage of life, and we, you know, we have lots of family time in our living room and we'll like you know when we have our sunday night kind of family dinners we'll play games or we'll you know we'll do that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and we um and then sometimes we'll watch a movie together yeah but and then of course all that to say we're still on our screens too much overall so yeah but i don't know that it's the physical location maybe in our bedroom it is but i don't know if we really want to i think we're just like well we kind of like watching tv before bed so let's just right. keep it up there you know i don't know well let me say the one added benefit uh to having your television in your room is that when when let's say Tanya and I watch a movie, yeah. I'm down in the basement and I think I'm so tired. I have to walk up two flights of stairs to get to my room. That's yeah, that, <laughs> that does sound I'm like, tough. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and you can. I mean, it's yeah, and there's whatever you can. Yeah, you know, sometimes Sherry will fall asleep and I'll just turn it down and keep watching, you know, whatever, and then turn off. You know, like yeah. watching a movie or something. And sure. Yeah, so. No. Okay. Well, I mean, everyone's going to have to, I, a- Andy, Andy Crouch says, he says, we benefit from all kinds of devices, but we don't build our lives around them. Mm. We haven't eliminated devices from our lives by any means, but we go to great lengths to prevent them from taking over our lives. So I think right. to summarize the Allstead price homes is that each family has to do what they need to do to yeah. feel like they are not slaves to their devices. So exactly. Yeah. However you need to structure your home, mm-hmm. do it. Totally. Um, Okay, f- third and final thought um, for me, the, the noise and distraction oh. is not just annoying. I think it is actually shaping us. Hmm. So a lot of us read a book a few years back, James K.A. Smith. He wrote a book called You Are What You Love. Yep. Um, by the way, if anyone's hearing Corey's uh, noisy chair, Sorry, it's, it's incredibly noisy and it distracting. It is really noisy and distracting. <laughs> yeah, speaking of noise, right. It's the old-fashioned noise and distraction. That's right. Um, no, we, we read this book called You Are What You Love, mm-hmm. and I think it was helpful. Um, the, the premise of the book, uh, James K. Smith was writing just the premise that, that th- the things we love or crave, desire, they actually shape our habits. Hmm. Um, so we go to these things that we love, and then we begin to do them more and more, and we structure our lives around things that we love. But then those habits start start to shape our identity. Mm-hmm. So the more we do them, the more it changes our lives, which kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. Yep, yep. Um, so our loves shape our habits, but then our habits work the opposite direction and shape our loves. Um, so I'll give an example of this in a second. But um, but his point is that when we talk about like, oh, you just need to love God, his point was like, actually, you may need to begin to do some habits that you don't initially love. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. those habits will then shape your loves. And we all get that when it comes to exercise. Totally. Right? It's like, I love the idea of being fit. Yes. You know? Yeah. But I am currently eating, you know, A&W burgers every day and <laughs> never walking outside. Yeah. You know? So it's like, <laughs> exactly. okay, well, you actually have some habits. And because you love uh, just chilling on a couch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you love A and W burgers, mm. so those loves are now creating habits. Yeah, and those habits are then shaping who you are, totally. your identity. Yeah, so then he's saying you might actually have to do some habits you don't love in order to, uh, in order to uh, attain the deeper love. The deeper love yes. is to be healthy or whatever. So then we start to exercise and we go, we don't love this, but we all. Well, maybe not all, but many of us have gotten to a point where you experience the runner's high or, Mm. you know, you're Mm. doing something fun with exercise and you're like, actually, I kind of like this now. Like this rhythm of exercising um, is actually, it's it's really great. And I actually see the benefits of it. And I'm more likely to now allow these habits. I now enjoy these habits and they become essential. So using exercise, um, uh, or, 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 or I, you know, I also use dark chocolate, right? Like I'm eating lots of, let's say milk chocolate, which has right. a higher amount of sugar yeah. and I don't like the effects of it. Hmm. So then I actually have to, might, I might have to get into more bitter tastes, which right. I don't elish, initially love, Yes. but actually I start to love it because some of us who have tried more bitter things, 
right? We were like, oh, we actually get a, we acquire a taste for something bitter. It actually has natural benefits because it doesn't have the sugar content. Right. That, right. Yeah. Like let's say milk chocolate does. Hmm. And so we acquire a taste for something and that habit of eating dark chocolate, not milk chocolate, um, actually cha changes things. And now I start to love running and love dark chocolate. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it actually has these, this new habits or whatever. So I think like, mm -hmm. I guess my point is, is that, I just I didn't want to just be like, oh, noise and distraction. It's just this annoying thing. And if you can get away, like I actually think that the noise and the distraction, we start to actually like it and love it. Hmm. We actually like feeling like there's things happening in our lives or there's things we can connect to. And it and it starts to shape us. And I'm saying, actually, you may have to start to like some things that you currently don't like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like silence and boredom in order to to uh, get to a place that you actually want to be at. Does that make sense? It totally does. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I get it for sure. And it's totally true. Like I think, and I don't even know if I would say like the noise and uh, what'd you say? Sorry, the noise and the distraction. Like, I, I don't know that I would even say that you get to like it. I, I actually think you get to be, again, addicted is way too strong of a word, but you kind of get, you, it's almost like you need it to fill the gaps. It's almost like you start to kind of need it a little bit, you know? Yes. Uh, and because I feel like I have, I, and maybe, I don't know, maybe our listener will identify with this. Like, I feel like I definitely know that feeling of being like, I'm not even enjoying this right now, but I kind of feel like I just want to keep doing this. Like, you know, like the yes. scrolling or looking for, you know, looking at news art. Like Google is, I, I find it like the, my Google app will have like, it'll have like little um, highlights or like headlines, you know, and every, it changes every, every couple of minutes, you know, or whatever, every time you refresh. And so I will find that I'll just be like, oh, what's new here? And I'll look, it's like, oh, the new, you know, BC restrictions. And then it goes down and it's like, oh, this, that TV show we just watched. And which again, that's a whole other thing, right? The algorithms that, yes. <laughs> that yes. know what you're watching, you know, and, and it's like, but I have definitely experienced that where I'm like, I'm not actually enjoying this right now, but I'm not going to stop. You know what right. I mean? Which right. is kind of a weird, it's like, oh, that's not good. Well, it's like eating chips. Exactly. That's right. That's right. I'm just, <laughs> you, I, you like the first like whatever 20 yep 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 and then now you're just kind of just doing it totally yes <laughs> i feel like the like it's funny that i really liked that book the james k A. smith book you and i've talked about this I, and yes. i love so much of it and some of it I, I i did feel like and again this is just maybe classic Corey. i feel like sometimes i i think i have a bit of a an allergic reaction to like idealism mm. and so i felt like some of it was that whereas like and even because he started talking about youth groups i think and how you know the this the whatever the kind of the, you know, the big show that we put on for, for our kids to keep them in church and stuff. And, and he was really kind of, I think, kind of saying we, we should stop doing that instead focus on, I forget what he said. Maybe I don't want to put words in his right. mouth. But, but I remember being like, you know, I, I don't know that I agree with that. I think that there's a lot of right answers again. And I, and I do think it's like sometimes, well, like, I, I don't know, my kids sure loved, like, and again, we're not putting on rock shows for our kids, but we do, there's lots of events and games. And, and I know that I've always been a little skeptical, saying, no, man, we just got to, like, get them in Bible studies and, like, you know, like, little, like, mm. life groups together so they're just, like, you know, like, getting into Bible study. And, and I'm always like, I don't think so. Like, I think mm. that's great once in a while and, and whatever, regularly for sure. But, man, when I was 16, 17, like, what was keeping me in church were, like, you know, was at, at the time, I know, I'm dating myself, was the hide-and-seek and the, and the yeah. you know, the fun games and, yeah. and like, you know, the girls that were going to be there, like, all those things. It's just, yeah. like, that's what, you know, so... That was the part that I, I didn't like, the idealism. And I feel like you can easily, I think what, with all of this talk, what you can, you can easily slip into like a shame-based, like a, a shame-based kind of living or a guilt-ridden kind of living where it's like, oh, shoot, like again, I didn't, I haven't been exercising and I'm, you right. know, and I'm eating milk chocolate instead of dark chocolate. I'm like, you know, and you're, and yet it's super important. I like practicing piano is like that for me. It, you know, it's, it's sure. like when I, I start doing it and I love the benefits and after a while, I start really loving practicing, hmm. but it's not hard to slip off the wagon and to fall off the wagon. And then right. anyways, it feels like it's a tightrope walk in a lot of ways. Can, can, can I, can I give you an example though of like what I, like a picture, like we just, Tony and I just hung out with some, 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 like an, a really old friend of mine. His name's Kyle. We met each other when I was 18 and he was 20, I mm -hmm. think in college. And we just went to hang out with their family in North Vancouver. Yeah. We had a, gra a great evening. Like, mm. it was just awesome. And, and their kids, they have five kids, and they're a little bit older than yeah. our kids. And when I left at the end of the night, I was like, actually, for the next couple of days, I was thinking about it. And I was thinking there was something different about Kyle and Denise and their children that was really cool. Like, mm. And I started adding it up. It was, it was, really, it was really interesting. They have five kids yeah. ranging from, like, age, like, eight 
to uh, 19. Okay, yeah. Right? So yeah. It's, a, it's quite a quite a blend. Totally. Uh, none of them were on their phones. Hmm. Uh, I, I couldn't see a television in yeah, the house. Yeah. Like, so none of them were on their phones. They all <laughs> ate really healthy. Like they like vegetables, mm-hmm. like all their kids. And I'm like, thinking, oh, oh my. <laughs> no, no, no. It's true. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. They all helped with chores. And huh. none of them were complaining. Like they were doing stuff. They were like moving around. Like yeah, helped. yeah. And they all brought out board games to play with us, like games. And mm. they were good at them. Hmm. And they and the kids spoke to us as adults, like in a in a really healthy way. Right. Like they yeah. knew how to speak to adults. And I was like, this is like a screen free family who are like eating healthy, doing chores, <laughs> like having fun around board games. Like and I'm just like, like to me, I was like, oh, it is such a cool picture of the fact that like, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if kids grow up loving vegetables over but like it's an acquired taste Mm. i'm sure right yeah yeah yeah. and uh actually i remember when kyle's kids were much younger i remember going to their house and the kids were just eating like um like cucumbers oh yeah yes (laughs) right and i'm like wow they just eat cucumbers for snacks like that's like i'm like like uh it was funny my kids just the other day like we went downstairs and there's open packets of these like um <laughs> of these like treats yeah they yeah. had gone into our our storage room and they had all started just pulling out tons of snacks and we go down and the it's devast it's like there's the the, the carnage is everywhere it's just <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. open packs and we're like how many did you guys eat and mike was like i only had one pack and lucy's like i had two and i was like i had four <laughs> <laughs> so great yeah yeah totally and it's just like they they were like they found the sugar right yeah, yeah. um but anyway i guess i'm i know that you're not into idealism yes but i'm like when i saw that i'm like these here are kids that are good with good with adults yep yep seem to not be addicted to screens Mm. love board games yeah like i'm like what is wrong with this right 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 it is so healthy yeah but you don't know what else is going on i'm sure there's wait i'm just kidding (laughs) kyle's listening to this right now i know exactly no (laughs) totally i i do and it's funny i have like i do have a reaction as you were telling me the story i have a reaction where i was like oh gosh like you know rolling my eyes a little bit but i'm i don't actually mean to like because i think i I think i actually know kyle so yeah I'm, i'm kidding i'm just talking about in general because i do feel like I remember my mom, it was funny, my mom once said to me, like, because there was like, um, uh, sorry, I'm just making sure that we're still recording. Yes, we are. My mom said once, like, how, because there was someone in her church who's like, I just love those, you know, the, whatever, the, the Miller kids, like, they're, they, they go to the, at, on Sunday mornings, they, they're always, like, so nicely dressed, and they're, they behave themselves, they, they sit, like, near the front, and they're quiet the entire service, and, you know, uh, and I know you're not saying this, you know, and my mom, I remember my mom being like, oh, what's wrong with the kids? Sounds like there's something wrong with the kids. <laughs> now you're not. Don't worry. I'm not talking about Kyle's way, but but right. I, I actually really appreciated that. I like that. I think her point was, it's okay to be messy. <laughs> it's okay. Sure. It's like and some people like, it's also absolutely okay and it's awesome that that Kyle's family is like it's really clearly like they're they're doing a great job and these kids are mm-hmm. you know it's awesome. I guess what I, maybe what I am resistant to is a therefore part of that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, I right. think I'm like. I'm like, yeah, totally, and that's great. Um, I'm, I think that I'm resistant to saying, and so I'm gonna feel, and you're not saying that I should, like, or that anyone should feel guilty if that's not the case for them. It's like, okay, shoot, no, I no, not be. guilty, but I'm, but my pushback <clears throat> is like, but it seems like it comes through intentionality, sure, yeah, and 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 I feel like we've grown up at a certain time in the church where any kind of rules smell of legalism, true, we don't yeah. like legalism, yeah, so we're gonna parent non legalistically. But then what I'm saying is what, how does, what is the, I'm just wondering what the fruit Where is it? Yeah, yeah. of, of kind of like, you know, we're going to let our kids decide, you know, some of these things. I'm like, Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I agree. I, like another, uh, this reminds me, have you seen the movie Captain Fantastic? Mm. No, but I keep hearing about you it. Just the other it. day I was talking. This is, yeah. 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 It's all, it's, it's about, so just again, our, our listeners um, there, it's, it's definitely a. It's at least PG thirteen, so it's you know there's it, there's not I don't think there's anything terrible in it. There's one particular scene, uh, but like it's not like it's anyways. It's a good movie. I think it's a really good movie. But it's all about it's kind of like the extreme version of this, right? Like this this guy who's super idealistic. He's raising his kids in the woods with zero technology. Is it Viggo Mortensen? Yeah, yeah, Viggo Mortensen. He's great, yeah, yeah. and he's ra- and he's just like he's skeptical of anything like of society, of culture, and their kids are, by the age of 10, they're reading Dostoevsky and Tolstoy, and they're, they're killing their <laughs> own meat, they're, they're killing their own food, like, you know, hunting and, and eating yeah, it, and they're ra- yeah. they have a garden. Anyways, 
but then you kind of see they they do a really good job of kind of showing you like that's that in some ways it's super cool but then they also show you how like they have to go into the city for this thing and they and they and just some of the pitfalls of it too where they're like hmm. like oh i didn't anticipate this anyways it's, it's a really good speaking of this it's a really good it's a good movie so anyways hmm. totally i think it sounds like that sounds great i'm not trying to be skeptical of it i think i just i recognize i recognize how that can easily turn into a uh how the older the older prodigal brother the the older the prodigal son's older brother would be like that see that's exactly right that what you're saying is exactly right I, more kids need to be like that Corey, you know you know i'm the older I, son <laughs> you know that's me i didn't say that i'm not <laughs> you, <laughs> you just went to my achilles heel <laughs> okay. no right i forgot about that <laughs> yeah, right. no no but i you, did you know what i'm saying though right like i do feel I do, like yeah. I, you can see how that could become it's like right right yeah yeah i need to be and i just think parents have so much guilt on them as it is like but you're also right. It's like, of course, we got to right. be intentional and thoughtful and wise and, and right. discerning. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, good. somewhere between you and me. Somewhere between you and me. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a um, an album or something, right? Like a, a right. song. Somewhere between you and me. Yeah. Hmm. I like that. Um, okay. Well, just to, to wrap all this up here, um, I just, I I think that, um, that, uh, that, I mean, when, as we think about, being formed, I like this Dallas Willard quote. He says, character is formed through action and it's transformed through action, including carefully planned, grace-sustained disciplines. Hmm. So that's kind of what I'm wondering is, how do we have these grace-sustained disciplines that that uh, that really shape our character? Um, and uh, Sherry Turtle says, uh, moments of more may leave us with lives of less. And and I resonated hmm. with that. Like, Is it turtle or turkle? Oh, it's turkle. I'm so sorry. I just said turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry the turtle. <laughs> tell, me, tell me more about. She's Sherry She's in one the of turtle. my kids. Uh, fic- yeah, yeah. Sherry the turtle. Yeah, yeah sorry, so okay. much wisdom. I don't mean to take because that's a great that's a great quote. I don't mean to take away from it, but it just <laughs> Sherry turtle said a wise old tortoise once said uh, moments of more. <laughs> anyway, wow. Sorry, moments, Sherry. Yeah, but sorry. Moments of more may leave us with lives of less. That's, um, a, that's a good quote. <clears throat> yeah. And finally, Romans twelve. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which is the ultimate hope, I think, in our series is that, you know, not all patterns of the world are life giving. Yes. Um, and yep. so how can we how can we be transformed by the renewing of our minds? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's good. Yeah. All really right. Good. OK. Well, how do we do here, guys? We're like, yeah, yeah. Hey, under an hour again. I think it is <gasps> like it's. It's 2022. We're killing it. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas. It's a post-Christmas miracle. All right, everyone. Okay. Have a good week. Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you have a great week. See you.